Welcome to Don't Quote Me On That. One day we will have an intro, but today is not that day. Hi, I'm Eleanor. And I am Kalina. And welcome back to me recording in every room of my house until I find one that doesn't suck. What, um... What number room out of number rooms are like? What's our what's our ratio happening? Um, I don't know how many rooms are in our house. Okay. But um, I, I don't think, know. I was expecting a different answer. I think this is the fourth place I've tried to record. Um, I, I have a lot of hope, because for the first time I'm the only one at home, so there's going Ooh. to be no one else making noise. That's but, a big um, step up. I did like the car for that reason. I think, see, the thing is, I live in Arizona, right? So it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be 100 degrees. Yeah. I'd have to w- be up at two in the morning to record in the car. But I think it was one of our best sounding episodes. It was. I think when I go home, I'll try the car thing. Yeah. It's just. Keep you updated. Like when I recorded in the car, it was winter, so the car was getting warm. But like the car being warm, you know, warmer than mm-hmm. the fifty degrees outside is a lot better than the car being warmer than the um hundred thousand degree outside. Yeah. For all of our European listeners, that's like, don't ask me the exact number. I think but that's like in the forties. I think yeah. I know when I was in France, it was like forty, and when they were having a heat wave when I went. And it was like 44, 45, and I think that was like 101, 102. I know Something I've like done the um, uh, conversion once or twice, but it's hot, okay? 100 is a big number, and then it's more I will than tell that. everyone my life hack, okay? It is... Um, also, like, listen, I, I can get behind the European systems. I can get behind kilograms. Celsius doesn't make any sense. Celsius is no. how the temperature feels to water. Fahrenheit is how the like I saw someone explain Fahrenheit once is like what percentage hot is it, it is. Okay. Yeah. If someone says it's a hundred degrees, it's a hundred percent hot. That's hot, right? Exactly. If someone 50% says it's hot, that's twenty like, okay. percent hot. That's bad. Stay inside. But anyway, my little life hack is and it's not super accurate and I I know there's like an actual conversion, but for me, to try, I'm trying to work in Celsius, and I've, I've gotten pretty good at it. So what I do is if it's Celsius, right, t- t- say it's zero degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. that's 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. What was my life hack? I don't know, because right now that's just um, math. I think that's literally, there's like a 33 degree difference. It, it, involved, it, it you know, involves doubling it somehow. So like if it's like six, I listen. I can't do it unless I'm looking at the temperature. But I promise you, it did work for me for the whole winter. Like I was, I did look at it in Celsius the whole time, and was prepared for what the temperature would be. Here, I'm gonna do it now. Okay. Okay. It's seventeen degrees Celsius where I am. Oh, okay. So what you do is you double <laughs> it and then you add thirty two, right? So <laughs> I figured it out. So like. It's 17 degrees Celsius now. So double of that is 34. And then I add 32 to that, which is 66. And like, like, as I said, this is not super accurate, but like in Fahrenheit, it's 62 degrees right now. You see? So like, it's I'm close enough. It gives me the right idea. Give you an even better life hack. You can just change your phone 
to Fahrenheit. I, I know I can change my phone, but uh, see, I'm trying to learn Celsius. So what I would have to do every single time is back out of the city I'm in, go to my weather menu, and every time go Fahrenheit, check it, and then go back to Celsius so I can make a comparison. Whereas this way, it forces me to remember it in Celsius so I don't have to do math every time. You see? You see, you, 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 you underestimate how badly I don't want to do the math. So instead, you're just doing math? No, well, see, I had to do math that time, but like, but oh, never mind. Listen, <laughs> Eleanor, if I said to you, if I said to you, it's 70 degrees, you wouldn't have to think about what that felt like. You would just know how to prepare, right? Uh, no, I honestly... Eleanor, I, just say yes for the sake of my argument. I just, I bring a okay, jacket I'm sorry. If no I was matter like, where I go. I'm sorry, Eleanor, if I, I was like, it's desert. 100 degrees outside, right? You know what that's like. You know what clothes you yeah. need to put on for that, right? I would right? stay inside. Okay. <laughs> hey, folks. Today's episode is about <laughs> euphoria. Season 2, episode 7, and also unrelated, I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> One preferably that I can um, physically reach, so if they annoy me, I can strangle them. Um, hello, everyone. The episode we are talking about today is entitled The Theater, and it's a double. And um, I we're, we're going to be honest. This is one of the most confusing episodes um, in a linear sense. This one and the next one. Well, actually, the next one's fairly cut and dry, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, This one, it does a lot of switching back and forth between um, Lexi's play and what is actually happening at the time and what happened in the past. It's just, it's a lot, okay? And we're not very smart. We are not, and we don't have very good memory. You know that audio that's like, you're not very smart, and you're not very bright. I'm so glad we had this talk. I think we should do that, but it's just to ourselves. Okay, well, that's from one of the best movies ever made. It's um, a Cinderella story, but it's the one with Hilary Duff and Chad Michael Murray. Um, And it's just... You know what I think, actually... It's one of the first movies I watched... You know, it explains a lot about who we are as people, not in like a bad way, but like I think it, it like establishes our relationship is your favorite Cinderella story is not Hilary Duff and mine is not Selena Gomez. To be fair, I did really like Selena Gomez for a hot minute. So hey, guys, so Kalina is actually looking for a new co-host. Um, I'll I will. You can go anytime. With that search. I will. I will fly um, off off the handle with these notes. The, I will say the Selena Gomez one has good songs. That was that was all like like I don't necessarily like I agree the Hillary Duff one is peak, but just like for me personally, I like Selena Gomez. It's got "Tell Me Something I Don't Know," which is which is honestly bop. one of the best Selena Gomez and the scene. And then I don't got think that, Selena um, Gomez and the scene is being given the credit that it needs to because no they, they deserved it were the moment for like and then it's got that like dancing scene where like she's on one side of the yeah mirror with the mirror right oh my god right and I, i'm pretty sure this one has jane lynch in it doesn't it i don't know and then i know they did one a few years after with one of the pretty little liars girl pretty little liars girls yeah I'm um sure. lucy hale yeah, and I liked I liked Lucy Hale in theory. 
And that one was, like, super... Che- Listen, that one was, like, I think the cheesiest, but, like, also not as mm-hmm. bad as you would expect it to be. But, like, yeah, no. Like, that's not a bad thing. I agree. Hillary, the Hillary Duff one is chef's kiss. But, like, I just... I'm a little biased. I like Selena Gomez a lot. Tell me something I don't know. I, yeah, it is Jane Lynch, right? Yeah, and she has that, that storyline where she has Bacne. And I want to yeah. say there's a song about it, but I really, I genuinely, truly might be mixing it up with Muffin Top from 30 Rock. Which is uh, Jane Krasinski, I believe is her last name, but I might be wrong. So, back to Back to Euphoria. euphoria. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I think Jane Lynch should be on Euphoria, just because Jane Lynch is in everything. I, listen, we're never going to get to Euphoria. Glee is trending right now, like on Twitter, and oh, I've God. seen so many things that are like, they're like, <laughs> apparently... I haven't. I couldn't figure out why it was trending. A lot of people were asking that question, and then I saw one or two tweets that was like, "Glee's getting a reboot, and that's why it was trending." No, and it? a lot of people were like, "Glee doesn't need a reboot because," um, and then they like show scenes with Jane Lynch. But I retweeted one that was my favorite, uh, and they were like, "How how is Glee gonna do a reboot when nothing's gonna top this scene?" And if you go to our Twitter, it's don't quote us twenty seven. I retweeted it, but it's Santana, just telling Kurt about himself. She's like yeah maybe that's why Brittany and i didn't work out she's like or maybe and then she just lists all the reasons he and Plain are insufferable and like no offense to kurt but she was right she full was offense to kurt right. actually she was right she's like maybe he wants to date some he wants to marry someone who knows more than three human dance moves the finger the finger <laughs> wag the shoulder shimmy and the one where you pretend to spin two two um oh, what, what is it? like two ribbons on each of your hips and like Wait, right. wait, wait, that, that's a segue. You are technically on topic. That's a segue. There's a dance scene in this episode. So in Euphoria, there's a dance in scene, Euphoria. right? Euphoria. <laughs> it's only been 10 minutes. I think we're allowed 10 minutes an episode to just waste time. So Exactly. Um, and we don't remember enough about this episode to squeeze out. No, we got to fill it. I, I said, like, I, I, my first note is Lexi looks so good in the opening shot. I have no idea what she looked like. But she looked good. So if you watch season two, episode seven, tell me that I'm right. Yeah. Um, so this is the play that has kind of been talked about all season, even mm-hmm. though like it's really not been talked about. It just has been mentioned three times in four different episodes. But yeah, like it, it very quickly became a very like a focal point, despite it not existing for a while. Yeah, it does. I Okay, unfortunately, I am in the midst of writing an essay about Euphoria for um, one of my classes for my master's. And what I have learned is that I hate Sam Levinson. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm just, I'm trying really hard to not have that be my whole essay. (laughs) I just think that that this show, this episode specifically, has a lot... It's not usually linear. And there's usually a lot of jumping back and forth. And, you know, we all know that we have a narrator who is incredibly unreliable. Mm -hmm. But this show, or this, this episode specifically, the play is just another version of real life. It's just, it's a very, um... We've all heard Maddie say, wait, is this play about us? And it is. The play is just the story yeah. of Euphoria. Yeah. 
but from Lexi's point of she just view, changed the names. Uh, yeah, yeah. And a little bit different name. Like it, it's not even. Yeah, she didn't even like like. It's not like, for example, she like changed the drugs, or like rather than dr- Rue being a drug addict, she was like an alcoholic or something. Like she really just wrote. She, I think she just like wrote down her life story, as Eleanor said, from her point of view, and then went through and like control F in word to change. Yeah, she just name, changed called her Rue there. to Jade, and like. I wrote it down because I was so confused. So it's she changed Lexi to Grace, Rue to Jade, Maddie to Marta, Cassie to Hallie, and Kat to. Um, okay, I wrote B-E-H here, and I don't think that was <laughs> the lady's name. So... No. That was something, beginning with a B. Well, you know what? That's more than That's I That's a lot remember. of things, beginning with a B. Um, remember when she broke up with Ethan by telling her telling him <laughs> she had a brain tumor? <laughs> um, anyway, the play. Yes. So... We op- I believe the episode opens with um, another glimpse at Rue's dad's funeral, which mm-hmm. all the girlies are at. And we've oh, yeah. seen quite a lot from this funeral. They're really just milking. There's really only like four locations this whole season, and one of them is Rue's dad's funeral, which happened way before the start of the show. And we always get the same, no matter like what the context is for us seeing the funeral, we at some point get the same, exact same scene, just sometimes mm-hmm. from different angles of Rue reading the little note, like reading her little note for him, where he's like, if you ever miss me, just close your eyes because my memories Never exist really outside gone. of time yeah. or something. Yeah. Every single time. Like, I think that happens at least once an episode we see that. And like, I get it's important but also, we get it. Yeah. I, it would have been better if it like was, like, all in, like, one episode, perhaps, and we go... I don't know. It, it's really... Nothing is, is ever added. I think a little bit is added this time because we get... We really get to see mm-hmm. um, Lexi and Rue's friendship, which I yep. really appreciate. Because I think um, in the last episode, we talked about how Cassie accuses Rue of being a bad friend, which, to be fair, she is. But in this one, we actually Mm -hmm. get to see what kind of things were like before Rue's dad died and Rue became addicted to drugs. So we got to see kind of what it is that Lexi is actually holding on to, which I really appreciated. I don't know if this happens in this episode, but it's either in this one or the next one. Because I think of because of when we come into the story, not just in this season, but even in season one, I think it's very easy to be like, why? What brings these people together? Like, why are mm-hmm. they friends? And so I think, like I said, it's in either this one or the next one. But we also get to see kind of like how Maddie is as a friend, you know? And like, you, like we've been getting yeah, hints I think about it's this each one. person. Yeah, we've been getting I think more and more hints about each person as like as a person and not just like a a character. If that makes sense, as this season has progressed. But, like, yeah, we, we're getting more insight into, like, how this all started. Yeah, we get to see, um, it's just, it's just really refreshing to get to see things from a point of view who isn't Rue, honestly, is, is half the, half and the good part. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we love Rue here. Bad narrator. Not- 
and it's not yeah, like she's given great work um but anyway while the the um like funeral is happening there's kind of a a little moment where it turns out that this was actually a scene in the play mm-hmm which is I thought they did that well like sometimes yeah. so like we'd be looking at Rue and like the or the like and I told you that I've said this before they've done a really good job of de-aging them so we're like looking at young Rue and Lexi and Cassie and Maddie and all this and then all of a sudden we kind of like pull out a frame almost and we're looking at the stage and it's the actress playing Rue or I guess in this case Jade mm-hmm. so I think that helped make it a little less confusing because I think it would have been very easy to be like well I don't know I can't keep track of this, you know? Who's who, what's also, happening? I saw a lot of um, um, tweets around the same time that were like, I can't believe they found actors who looked exactly like these people. And it's like, yeah, I, I can. <laughs> they all, I mean, it's not like, they're incredibly unique. Like, they're all very pretty, but it's not like they're incredibly unique looking. Yeah, and it's not like they were going for, like, doppelgangers, you know? They were like, mm-hmm. are you blonde and have big boobs? Great. You're Cassie. Like, that. Yeah. And no also, offense, you could find a lot of blonde, big boobed ladies. If additionally. You tried. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> this is uh, more has to do with the play in general. But mm-hmm. I, I, and I think Kalina might have an opinion on this as well. I think half of kind of the audience and the um, kind of big budget play scenes, I think those are made up. I think Lexi is an unreliable narrator in oh, her own right. My I God. do not think, yeah. I, I do not think that we are supposed to read it like this. I think Sam Levinson is like, oh yeah, that's just, what a play is like but i think you know on i have to think that the kind of the big budget that would be needed is 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 imagined by lexi and part of me wants to say that even how packed the audience is is imagined by lexi but i'm, I'm curious as, I, as to your thoughts i didn't think about it that way but that makes a lot of sense especially if you remember, I think this was the last episode where Lexi was like doing, like we kind of switched into like a behind the scenes, like as if they were filming. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she, she'd get like a little title card. She'd sit in her little director's chair and like talk about her motivations. And like she had Rue interviewed too. So like that makes, and like obviously that was all in her head. So like that makes a lot of sense that the, like the, the extravagance of the play is in her head. Yeah, I just, I kind of have to believe it because if I think about it in like a more logical way, the only, the only explanation is that unfortunately the writer just doesn't know about high school budgets. I do remember now that we do see a scene where Lexi, I think she like walks up to the principal and she's like, hi, I'm Lexi Howard. And the guy's like, yeah, Lexi, I know who you are. Yeah. And she, like, asks if she can put on the plane. He just kind of gives her... He doesn't even, like, ask her what it's about or, like, what the context is. He's just like, yeah, Lexi, you can do whatever you want. So I do think she... I, I do agree with that Lexi probably got a bit more free reign than anyone else would have. Oh, absolutely. Putting on the play. But, it's like, definitely like... not... And, like, 
it's kind of like Lexi's Harry Potter in the sense that she can kind of do whatever and it'll just work out. Yeah, because, like, Lexi's a good student. You know, she does all the things at school. So I'm sure everyone was like, oh, she's a smart girl. She won't do anything bad or that we would be disappointed by. But, like, also, like, where is the money she's spending? I, uh, Mr. Demetrius Harmon, who was very funny on Vine, on Twitter, said, Euphoria High is ran by students. They took over the school and kicked out all the teachers. That's the only way this play could ever happen in a public school. And he's right. He is right. It's also the only way that they would be able to wear what they wear to school without, um... Getting dress-coded into oblivion. Like, I will get to an extent, like, at some point the teachers just stop caring and, like, there's bigger things to worry about, but, um, some of the, some of the outfits were, like, like, I spend a lot of time, more time than the average person, in a water polo suit. And if no one's ever Mm -hmm. seen a water polo suit, it's like a swimsuit, but worse. They somehow are less covered than me. And just showing up to school like that. I got dress coded once for wearing a tank top. The strap was, you know, three fingers wide. Um, I was wearing that and I was wearing um, like jean shorts that went to my mid thigh. Because as we discussed previously, it gets to be over 100 degrees Mm -hmm. and I got dress coded. So, like, if I can't wear shorts when it's absolutely roasting outside, they can't wear their little held-together-by-a-thread little cardigans. And, yes, I am saying that that because um, I'm bitter. Did they have the rule for you where, like, your shorts couldn't have to be longer than, like, your fingertips if your arm was down? Yeah. That just wasn't fair to, like, tall girls Mm because, like, I got long... I got ape arms, according to my mother. (laughs) So, like... Slow, just on, or like once. I remember one time we were having like a jersey day at school. So like, if you played a sport, you would like you know wear whatever you wore on the field. Yeah. And then we were told we couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's because the men would be shirtless, right? Okay, <laughs> like, <all> right. <laughs> you know, we couldn't. You know, couldn't couldn't wear your swim top to school. Oh, or like, I'm under, really okay. sorry. I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I just I have not remembered to ask you in the last uh, couple weeks. Okay, in Arizona. You we get early mm-hmm. release every single Wednesday. Is that just us? I would I would like to um and my and my my father always says where he comes from a question doesn't answer a question. But I would like to make an exception this one time and ask you where are you ranked nationally in education? And then I think that should answer your question. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. Um All right. That's fair. That's My fair. school had what we used to call, and I, don't, I, think this, I, I think this had to do with the program I was in, but we used to have what was called a PSD, which is a professional study day. And those, I think we'd have them maybe like one a month or something. It was supposed to be something like that, where we'd get out at like 1230, so even earlier than like early release. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had a few Regular early releases here and there, like before a holiday and stuff. Regular days, we got out at 3.05, I think. Um, every Wednesday, it was like 1.30. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's stupid. It, it was interesting. We used to get out of school. School was from 7.40 to 2.40, and then early release. You know, I honestly, God, couldn't tell you when an early release was. Oh, you know what? A professional study day, we might have gotten out on like 11 or something. I don't know. We got out really oh, wow. early, is the moral of the okay. story. 
But those were like, but I they think weren't every week. My program. No, okay. it wasn't every week. We'd have like maybe once a month, and then like our early release would be like, if we had like the like I said like if we're going into spring break or something like we had the Friday off of school. Yeah. Usually the early release would be the Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Well, we the, we had like Wednesday schedule, and then we had actual early release. And then we had a couple days where they just let us leave at 11 because they were sick of us. Every I, single Wednesday? You every out of single? Early? Yeah, we basically, we still had all of our classes. They were just shortened by five minutes. And then... Oh, yeah, same. Um, we didn't have... Like, we used to have this thing before lunch. It had a stupid name. But basically, it was a free period, essentially. It was study hall for, like, an hour before lunch. We didn't have that. And then classes were all a little bit shorter. So, yeah, school was like an hour or two shorter every Wednesday. And then they just let us leave. And you all like still managed to do the required hours that you needed to be in school in a year? I got a diploma that no one has questioned. Because I know that was a thing. Like, this, has, this doesn't happen often, but every once in a while you have like a hurricane day. In Florida, so like if school ever had to close for a hurricane day to make sure we got the correct like the number of hours we were supposed to in a school year, they might inst- like they might cancel professional study day just to make up the hours. But like y'all just y'all just got out early every anyway, euphoria. Sorry, um, yeah. Um here's another thing. I know this I is would really be on just... that for a while. <laughs> we usually kinda go through it um by uh, you know, the timeline. But this at this point, mm-hmm. I think everyone has kind of seen the play, and I think it would just be more interesting if I got Kalina's uh, uh, answers to some questions or some observations that I had during it, because I think, and then next week, well, it'll kind of be important that we go timeline-wise. Yeah. Is that is that fair? Because there were a couple things that, really the big things that I had a lot of questions about and that I don't think we've talked about. Well, before we get into that, I'm just oh, skimming yeah, through of some of my notes here since we're not going in order. Um, one thing, I do think Lexi might have changed something because I wrote down here, you can't rewrite history, but you can wish you did something differently. And I wrote down that Grace, which is the, for the for the sake of um, not confusing myself and Eleanor, I'm just going to refer to them as themselves in the play. So Lexi took okay. Rue's drugs in the play. Like she took her drugs from her, which she, okay. you know, as we've seen in flashbacks and stuff is something she wished she had done mm-hmm. she threatened to do but she never really went through with it and she feels some guilt about it and then i think that's all actually my, my next quote my next note is about fez and we don't really need to hear my next note about fez no next week <laughs> uh, or next time we do a euphoria episode it will unfortunately be two hours long and half an hour of that will be kalina talking about fezco um but in a nutshell he does not make it to the play we kind of no. find out all why all of next week so i think it would be smarter mm-hmm. to save that yeah, just we'll because it the, will we'll derail us for a really long time um like worse than usual <laughs> Um, one thing that, so basically the play is taking us through everything we've seen so far with, um, kind of the scenes were more picked out by Lexi. One thing she left in Oh yes, I remember my other note. Yes, of course. Sorry. It was, so she starts in ninth grade. Um, I don't remember when this comes up, but it says 
the play starts in ninth grade. So I was like, how long is this play supposed to be if we're going back that far? Because they're like juniors now, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, she's very, like, like, Lexi isn't glossing over details. Like, she really gets she into really, everything. She really, yeah. The, the play is like five hours or five years long in real time. Or at least that's the, the period it covers. Well, I suppose it makes more sense for your theory then that some of this is in her head. Because maybe it's not as a detailed in the actual play as she's letting like maybe you know she wrote it as detailed as she'd like it to be and then kind of obviously have to cut things down for for yeah timing's sake i mean i don't i think you know for the most part what we see is what happens it's just a lot grander that we Mm -hmm. see it a lot grander one thing that we know was in the play because there's talk about it the carousel oh listen i Listen. Would I need your thoughts on on whether or not Lexi should have my, put that in the play? My my thought, because the whole thing. So if everyone remembers, this was what last season. This happened, yeah. I believe it was um, first season. Yes. Cassie yeah, it was because it was the took carnival. Molly, and then got on the carnival and had a ride in mm-hmm. a different sense than a, a normal carousel ride. Unfortunately, she did ride the carousel horse to completion. Yes. Um, in, in like in public in the middle of the carnival and like full view of everybody, including the children that were on the carousel with her, because funnily enough, teenagers don't usually ride a carousel, it's usually small <laughs> children, right? Um, and everyone's like all the Cassie defenders, which I don't know why there's Cassie defenders, but Cassie defenders <laughs> are like, oh my God, Lexi should never have put that in the play. Blah blah blah, and like in the show, Cassie gets mad at Lexi. She's like, "Why would you?" She's like, "Why would you put that in there?" And like, blah blah, and like you're making me look bad. You know what's? Listen, I don't. You know think what made Lexi, you look worse? In general, I don't think Lexi should have been like, like aired out everyone's laundry like that. Like I know she didn't mean anything by it, but at the end of the day, like showing people's day to day, like the things they're going through just as they are with no like modification no even like attempt to be like this isn't this is based on real life like, like you know at the beginning like law and order and they're like the following yeah isn't meant to like reflect any real person like no she made no attempt to do anything like that i'm pretty sure the play the was like literally day, called our life that is so. yeah that's the name of the play you did those things mm-hmm. it's not like lexi exaggerated what happened you like anyway the the short answer is i think she was perfectly it was she was well within her right to put that in the play because it happened and it's not like she i just it happened you did it i don't get how you can be upset with like how dare you make me look like it was basically it wasn't like how dare you put that in it was more along the lines of how dare you make me look like that? Look like what? She <laughs> just like wrote you? down what you did. That's what you did. And honestly, like... Granted, that wasn't the biggest thing that happened at the carnival. People definitely saw it, girl. Okay? And no offense to Cassie. At this point, everybody who goes to school with you knows know that you have a couple screws loose. So honestly, I'm more surprised. I'm surprised this is the first time the carousel thing got brought up since it happened. Exactly. Thank you. I do think, like you were saying, 
there were at some points where Lexi put some things in and it's like I think I think the main thing is like we just didn't have enough about kind of the story of the play especially mm-hmm. like as an audience really the play is just the two seasons from a different perspective like we didn't get enough story of like because the play is just basically Lexi going you know everybody is doing things and I'm not and my sister is hot and sometimes that makes me kind of sad which is fair but like Mm -hmm. that's basically it's basically just the same thing yeah like I I don't entirely like I said like in the last episode that was one thing is Lexi I think for the first time was like I don't know if I she was talking to Fez and she's like I don't know if I should put this play on like people might get their feelings hurt. And, you know, Fez said his wise, sometimes people need to get their feelings hurt, mm-hmm. which, like, I agree. But I can I can kind of see the problem with her, like I said, like, as I said, airing out everyone's dirty laundry, even if it is things they did, and she wasn't doing it to be vindictive. But, like, because of, because of where it's coming from, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Should she have, like, talked to someone that she was writing about? Yes. Definitely. Should she have put a little more thought? But, like, I don't think it even occurred to her to do those things because she was, like, she wasn't trying to hurt anyone. She was generally just, like, these are the things the people around me are doing. I'm just going to write them down. Because because I think to her, because she's on the sidelines, she's like, oh, your life is so exciting and interesting. Other people should see that. But, like, I'm going to give my insight because I never get to... I never get she, to she never that, gets you know? to say anything yet. There is, I think, a really good point in the play where she talks about, or, you know, in the, the play characters, at least, kind of show how being Cassie's little sister has kind of impacted her. And mm-hmm. I think that was a good, it was a poignant, if you will, because we kind of see how... On one hand, Lexi kind of wants the attention that Cassie is getting, but at the same time mm-hmm. can see that even Cassie doesn't kind of... There, there are times where Cassie is overwhelmed by, by all, the, all the attention, especially because the attention comes from her body. Yep. So I think that was kind of a good conversation because... I don't know. I, I don't have any siblings. I think she articulated but... some things that, like, I don't think Cassie could articulate that for herself, you know? Yeah. I think she's able to do that. I did find a note here. I said, when I guess it's a scene of Lexi and Fez talking, and Fez says, you're really stroking the bee's nest, which, like, isn't the right way, isn't no. the right phrase. But, like, I was like, why is it Fez of all people that's pointing that out to her? Like, why does she not realize that just because your intentions are good and, like, things may not seem like a big deal to you, people find, stro- like, you can't, you can't decide or you you have no idea what someone finds embarrassing about themselves you know yeah people are insecure about things like that no one else would notice and even like you know i i don't think i would be able to guess what would make kalina the most insecure if i put a play on about her but i think you know if i managed to to, to pick something that even you know, maybe she doesn't even know is true. That's gonna hurt a lot more than just kind of picking on the easy stuff, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, or if, like if someone did a play about me and then was like, "Haha, Kalina's insecure about her big forehead," and then Kalina was like, "I didn't, I didn't think I had a <laughs> a big forehead." Is that what everyone everyone was just saying that? 
But um, also, Eleanor, there's de- you could definitely write a play and hurt my feelings immediately. You know exactly what you'd have to do to hurt my feelings. Just think about it. Well, for, like, I wouldn't know seconds. how to dramatize it. Yeah. You don't, have to, you don't even have to dramatize it, okay? <laughs> Just record me the next time I FaceTime you while I'm having a crisis, and then we're fine. God. It's going to be called hair. <laughs> yes. No relation to... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, on a on a lighter note, um, we get to see who's playing. First of all, I didn't realize oh, this man wait, was playing. Wait, so I'm, many so characters. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just on. I had one more quick thing. Um, when you were talking about how like Lexi doesn't like you know she kind of hurt people mm-hmm. without realizing. Mm-hmm. I think it's I I just thought about this, which is why I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> everybody else, like no one else, cared about her play. Like I don't think Cassie put. I think, like, if Cassie has asked, had asked, or, like, one of them had been like, oh, you know, can I give it a read-through? She might have let them, but they, like, put no interest in the play. Granted, yeah, which goes they right didn't back to... know that they might have, like, needed to to protect their reputations, but, like... Yeah, like, and, and that kind of goes back to Lexi's whole point, is no one ever cares about what mm-hmm. my opinion, and not in, like, a... Not even, like, a, a self-deprecating way. It's just, like, no one ever, you know, really asked for what my opinion was or what my thoughts were on things. And the few times I had chances to do something, like, for example, telling Rue's mom Rue was doing drugs, I I didn't. So this is my chance to, to, to say, here's all the things I've thought for the last five years. Yeah. But anyway, I think uh, Kalina is bringing up the, the best part of the entire season. Sorry. Well, I have um, Faye steaming Fez's clothes for him. It's so sweet. Oh, so. it is so sweet. Fe- I... We get we get interjected with scenes of Fez getting ready to go to the play, and this man's got on like a full suit. Okay. He looks. He's got flowers. So he has flowers, and he has a little note. Faye comes in. I think she like has to tie his tie for him because, of course, he doesn't know how yeah. to do that. He's just the sweetest man in the whole world. He really is. And it's just. Um, and then before the play is like starting, he's like, tech- and like Lexi's like, I saved you a seat in the front. The best seat in the house. <laughs> yeah. And he's she like. He keeps looking and it keeps being empty. I said, in Fez's defense, he probably runs on island time and he's a little slow in life <laughs> general. So <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> Um, if you, I, my father's Jamaican, so I was, and my father, if you want him to go someplace, you have to tell him, like, we used to go out to dinner, and if we wanted to go to dinner for five o'clock, we had to tell him we wanted to go to dinner for four o'clock, and then if we were lucky, we might make it there for five o'clock. Then, Eleanor and I went to Ireland. I love the Irish. Notoriously, at least 30 minutes late for anything even if they pick the time and set the set mm-hmm. the standard they're gonna be 30 minutes late they really i got are. in the habit i hate being late i got in the habit of waiting for someone if i was meeting someone i'd wait for them to tell me they were at the place and then i would leave my house just and so then i'm they not would still waiting get there at the same time yeah so, i once um, had an appointment for my visa so like you know fairly fairly important they're like okay meet there at seven I got mm-hmm. there at 7, stupidly. And then at 7.15, they let me in. Mm-hmm. 
So I have a theory. It's because like, and like, I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, what is it with the similarity between the Jamaicans and the Irish? It's, it's they're the both island. islands. Yeah. So it's island time. Island time is like at least just 30 minutes back. I fully agree. And I 100% believe that Fez runs on island time. So I would be now as a watcher, especially if I went to the school, I'd be so invested in this play because I I love drama that has nothing to do with me. Me too. I just, oof. I just have no stake in it. My favorite Mm -hmm. thing is, and I think Kalina and I have talked about this, is like, you know, something's happening, but you just like ask questions like you don't. You're like, oh, how are you in? And then 30 minutes later, you have the best story of your life. I, listen, not to sound like a crazy person or like a, like an instigator, but I, if (laughs) my friends are having a problem and then I get three versions of the story, I just like to sit down with those three versions and I like, I'm like piecing it together in my head. I'm like, okay, here's, I'm like, here's the similarities. Here's what's different. Like what part is miscommunication? What part is like someone just purposely left this at, listen, I'd be like going full Sherlock on this. I'm never gonna do anything with the information. No, it's just for me. Be with myself with it, but I just love it. I think that's why I like watching plays so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we so we were talking a bit about how like Lexi, you know, there's some insecurity around not looking like Cassie and like you Mm -hmm. know Cassie, Cassie's love for her body. And one, there's a quote in the play. I think it's while um, Ethan is playing their mom and they're talking about Cassie's boobs or what's, I don't remember the, the character's name, but in the play, like Cassie's boobs. Yeah. And then they look at Lexi and they're like, some guys prefer smaller boobs and like just little things like that, which like are probably meant to be, you know, good and like trying to make Lexi feel better. But like at the end of the day, she's always going to feel like she's compared Yeah. to Cassie. And then also we get interjected Again, this is partly in the play, but then also it's like the act, the, the actors. It's almost like a flashback, but it's also in the play, if that makes sense. So we yeah, get to see. Unfortunately, it does not make sense, but it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> it's like, like that's, Cassie it's and Lexi hanging out with their dad before he finally stopped showing up and calling. And at one time, I think he's drunk when he's supposed to be driving them home. And Lexi goes, I think we should have mom come pick us up. And... Cassie goes, I don't want him to think we don't trust him. And I was like, there's Cassie again seeking validation. We kind of see how, again, they're always on opposite mm-hmm. sides of of the issue. And also, no, Cassie, we don't trust him. He's drunk and no. trying to drive you home. The, and I, 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 I wrote, I said that Lexi kind of seemed like she she was hoping, not hoping, but she thought or like expected or wanted that the this tragedy over their father kind of becoming absent and stopped showing up to bring them closer together. Yeah. And Cassie did the opposite. I think we get some scenes. Well, I know we get some scenes. I just, this is what I'm thinking for Cassie, right? Um, Where Maddie is kind of the, the protective older sister that Cassie, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say should have been because obviously Cassie was going through her own thing, but she was definitely the protective over older sister that, um, that Cassie, yeah, that, that Lexi really wanted Cassie to be. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really good that, that Lexi had that from somewhere. And I think, you know, it's also kind of good that we remember that not everything is Cassie's fault. The actions she's doing right now are her fault. But, like, I, I think it was good that mm-hmm. 
we get a little bit more of a human side to kind of really honestly everyone because we didn't get a lot of it from from Maddie either. And I do like that we finally know that Maddie and Cassie had been best friends forever and that Lexi was also kind of in the friendship group as well, which makes a lot of sense. We just now need to know um, how Kat fits into everyone else. Yeah, I did did say we get... We get a super cute scene where Maddie somehow is the most human. I did say, I think Lexi did a very good job of not making them just vapid teenage girls mm-hmm. because now that we know they're friends, it makes a bit more sense. But like as someone on the outskirts, I think it would have been very easy for her to be like, they're stupid and they just like to talk about boys and do their makeup because she's very different from them. But we get a scene where Maddie is doing Lexi's, this is like younger Maddie and Lexi, and she's doing Lexi's makeup. And they're ta- they're like just chit chatting, and Lexi is like she says something about how like doesn't like don't you feel stupid when you do things, or aren't you worried you're gonna look stupid? And because um, Lexi doesn't usually do makeup, I think that's what the conversation's centering around. Yeah. And Maddie goes, yeah, I felt stupid, and then I chose I chose not to, you know. And she's basically just like you just have to pretend you're confident. Mm-hmm. That is. That's half the battle. Th- that's all you gotta do. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, no, we need to, we need to get through this play because yeah. there's a scene, I for, I forgot this scene is in, in this episode and I want to talk about it. Please. Um, so, yeah, Lexi kind of just seems like she wants to go closer and Cassie's like, nope, I really want to be with my dad. And I was surprised, especially not understanding how Kat and Maddie and Cassie all became friends as Kat and Maddie were the ones that stuck together after yeah. everything. Um... And I appreciate that the, I think we brought this up before, but Lexi does a good job. And I think the show, to an extent, also does a good job of saying that the people who do bad things, like let's say Rue or Lexi's mom, aren't bad people. Like just because yes. they're, just because Rue's an addict doesn't make her irredeemable person. Yeah, I think, I think they do a really good job of, I guess, humanizing the characters, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, unfortunately, they, they still try to humanize people who might be a little bit um, irredeemable. But I mean, yeah. I guess I guess kind of everybody, I would rather kind of have everybody be given a second chance than nobody. Yep. And it seems like, um, unfortunately, in Euphoria, it is just that black and white. Yeah. I, um, and then... There's a scene we get with, like, the Howard family dancing. This is when their dad's still around. So it's just the four of them dancing around in the living room. And I wrote how Lexi and Cassie have the same dreams but took different paths to get there made me insane. Yes. I don't remember specifically what I was talking... Well, if you remember, I don't remember specifically what I was talking about. Me either. I just like that takeaway. <laughs> but I <laughs> but I wrote down, if everyone was wondering, I think love is stupid and you can do lots of other cool stuff with your life. And I think it was probably, like having a family that doesn't fall apart and a father you know just a, a male yeah. figure that's around and cassie very clearly decided to double down on running after male figures whereas lexi i think took it as she needs to be okay on her own and then she can be okay with someone else yeah they, but at the they end of the day they both have the have same abandonment issues but yeah they both have the same like lexi's like you can't abandon me if i'm okay on my own whereas cassie's like i'm just gonna i'm, I'm gonna get love one day and it's not gonna look like my parents you know mm-hmm but I do, yeah, yeah. I do think there's also almost a little bit of like 
desperation there with with Lexi not definitely not in the same way as Cassie but Lexi like Mm -hmm. she's so desperate to be okay on her own that like yeah she doesn't even consider and I think honestly this might be partly because she has to grow up around Cassie who is always trying to like give parts of herself to other people who may or may not deserve it Lexi is just Mm -hmm. going the complete opposite way Mm -hmm. of never giving anyone anything and hoping that'll work out too. Yeah. Now, we get a cute little scene. Lexi Fez Ru. I love the Lexi Fez Ru trio. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, they're like smoking. And they try to get Lexi to smoke, and Lexi's like, I don't really, I don't really like not controlling my brain. And then I said, I take back what I said about love. It's okay when Fez does it. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot of things that are okay when Fez does that. Now. To the scene that I was... This is the only thing I was dying. I had interest in coming off the last episode. Before I get into that, because I do think this is an important note, I think they did a very good job of making Cassie look like Maddie. while And then toning down Maddie without losing her essence. So Maddie wasn't as in-your-face, but still very clear. Especially, like, specifically the makeup looks. Very clearly still Maddie. Whereas Cassie was emulating her without quite getting there. And I don't... I did write down because there's this god-awful outfit maddie wears when she and cat go to the mall i think in the first season it's like this pink and blue little like two-piece like little jacket sort of skirt set I and think then I remember, maddie, yeah. cassie's makeup is almost identical to that outfit she's got this like pink and blue mm-hmm. makeup happening and i thought that was insane that they did that but anyway um what I wanted to see was the aftermath of Cassie, of Maddie finding out that Cassie was sleeping with Nate at the Howard house after Rue, you know, was on her little yeah, running around town. And we got to see that. And I, it, I think they did it so well. It wasn't like, it wasn't the big beat down I wanted. Cassie ran and locked herself in the bathroom and Maddie and Kat are on the other side of the door. And Maddie's banging on the door telling her to open it. And she says, open the door and tell me it was worth it. And that this wasn't about, this isn't about Nate. It's about you and me. And then she, she ends and she's, Maddie starts to cry and she goes, I would have never done this to you. And I yes. have been saying, I, I, her being hurt makes so much sense. And I'm so glad they took it that way versus her being, I can't believe, first of all, I'm sure we can all believe Nate did this, right? Yeah. But not her going, oh my God, I can't believe Nate did this to me and with you. It was, it or like, I can't believe you slept with Nate. It was, I can't believe you did this to me because we're supposed to be friends, if nothing yeah. else. They're, yeah, and they're like Cassie, supposed to be soulmates, essentially. I'm, yeah. They called each other that, Maddie and Cassie. Yeah. And Cassie won't open the door to look at her. She's just standing on the other side of the door crying. And, like, she is, I don't use this word often, she's a coward. I've been saying she's a coward. Yes. If you're going to make decisions you know are bad, and she, and she as much as she tried to pretend... You cannot say Cassie didn't know that decision was bad because she wouldn't have been sneaking around. Exactly. Like, Cassie knows that this is genuinely the worst person she could have chose to do do this with. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I think this one was really... The the way they made Maddie with this was was perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, it's not like she had some big breakdown and changed who she was entirely. She cried a little bit and she said, I would have never done this to you. And then she kind of went back to, okay, well, if you come out of there, I'm going to murder you. Which I yeah. think both are very valid reactions. But I, I think 
I see people talk about this online all the time, but like if you find out your man's cheating on you, why are you getting mad at the the your the girl and not your man? Like I think this is in the opposite sense, but like I think they they didn't place the blame on the right person because yeah, because isn't he a little to blame? Yes. yes. Do we know he's insane? Yes. Was he her boyfriend anymore? No. So like to an extent, he didn't Can really you have. Can be surprised that Nate? Yeah. Did this? Not really. But like Cassie, your soulmate, like. Cassie, the person who you you ran to when because you were so sad because you finally broken up with Nate for the final time and you didn't know what to do with yourself. Did she just? Yeah. You, this is a anyway. I think it's funny that Cassie's last name is Howard because um she's she she's Howard the coward. Thank you. You can use that. <laughs> who? Sam, Le- not Sam Levinson. Anybody else? Well, he can use it. He's going to ruin it, but he can use it. <laughs> um, And then we get, on a lighter note, there's there's some more stuff that's happening. Not terribly important. Oh, wait. Um, just real quick. We also get the very worst scene ever. I know I say that a lot, and I'm right every <laughs> single time. We get this cut where it's um, Nate and Cassie are um, in the middle of uh, knowing each other biblically. And then... Oh, yeah. See, I was trying to skip past that. (laughs) And then it turns into Nate and his dad. And it turns out that that's the kind of nightmares that Nate is having. And honestly, I would become a nun. I would become a nun and then I would get a lobotomy. Or I would do it the other way around. But I would definitely do both of those things. Okay, well, since you brought it up, here is my notes. Um, it goes, first First of all, I went from Maddie and then to Cassie. But honestly, I thought he was going from Maddie to Jules in his little dream. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, and then his dad is here. And then I was like, how did Lexi know about that? Oh my God, his dad is on him. Which is horrible and terrifying, but also a good metaphor for what his dad did to them. Like, he dominated his hookups, but he also dominated his family. Yes. Which is what he's he's doing in this awful nightmare. Um... And then, so then we get, we get a scene that everyone loved. And I thought, this is when Eleanor and I agree that Ethan is the bravest person in this entire show. Because we get this homoerotic football (laughs) musical piece, okay? Where Ethan is playing Nate. The funniest part of all of this to me is Nate is so tall and beefy and Ethan is not even a little bit. And then I said, all team sports are a little homoerotic. Oh, all... I say that as someone who plays a team sport. Exactly. They they really honestly are. I know the one that gets kind of the worst rep is softball with lesbians. Mm-hmm. But like, we've all seen what a baseball team looks like. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I but like, basically, they're, they're like wearing their little football pants. They're in the locker room changing and like just singing. And there's like, it's just, it's a full production. It's, okay. I think the, most of the budget of the play was in this one scene. Yeah. And I, I went back to, uh, first of all, I don't know how f- for everything else, I'll give Lexi a pass for her being like, I, I like not really understanding why it might upset people. How did she think this was going to go over? I think that she knew that this one would upset everyone. And honestly, I'm glad she took that gamble. Because football is a little homoerotic. I think that perhaps she didn't know how insane Nate was when she was in the early stages of drafting this scene. And then um, it was too late to change it. 
I also would mm-hmm. not, um, you know, yell at you if you told me that Ethan saw the script and in the script it was one gay joke <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I have some notes. <laughs> I and need then, to get into Juilliard. I need a good portfolio. I said, I said, I don't remember where I said this. It might have been on Twitter or on Instagram, but I was like, Ethan's the bravest man because Nate is a kind of like a, a shoot first, ask questions never kind of guy. Uh-huh. And Ethan got to go back to school with this man on Monday. <laughs> and then like he's, so they're watching, right? And Cassie is like, Nate's getting visibly upset. Cassie is just the walking definition of I can fix him. And Rue is the only person in this entire scenario that's more entertained than me at this moment. <laughs> Honestly. Because Rue, Rue is watching the play time. having the time of her life. Okay. And... I wrote, I said, Nate, if back th- this actually, you know, Nate and Cassie, I said, Nate might pull a Cassie. So they're meant to be together because if he didn't react, he stormed out of the play. If mm-hmm. he didn't react, everyone would just been like, oh, haha, Lexi's making fun of football and dudes in general. And, you know, Nate's our star football player. So, of course, he's there. But like, if you storm out and act mad because of how Nate you're being portrayed, taking it so personally made it personal. Sorry, buddy. Even taking Nate out of the scene, I thought objectively it was a great oh, scene. Right. And yeah. then and then he storms out, right? And then Cassie follows him and he's like, he's so mad and she's trying to calm him down. He was like, that was homophobic. Yeah, Nate, I'm sure that's your concern. It's Lexi's not being an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. That's the thing, like, it's so funny to me that Lexi was like, football is gay. And Nate said, it, I mean, me gay? No. Like, yeah. That was homophobic. And then, right? And then, because this makes sense, he goes, she's your sister. Get out of my house. Yeah, my <laughs> sister that I ruined my relationship with for you. I didn't know she was writing this play. Why am I getting kicked out of your house for something my sister did? My sister, who I very clearly don't speak to because I have moved yeah, in with you, you and made you my whole him. life. Remember when I told you you can do anything you want to me and I ru- you, I ruined my life for you? You know what that included? Me not talking to my, my sister. Yeah, her relationship with her sister. But again, shoot first, ask questions, never. So, and then, I mean, at so, least it's a fitting decision for him, at the very least. He, ins- listen, we say this every time, he's insane. And then, so he storms off, Cassie's upset, because of course she is. Listen, I think everyone's entitled to her emotions, ex- entitled to their emotions, except for Cassie. I have zero sympathy for her. And so then she's mad, okay? And she looks like she's going to start foaming at the mouth, honestly, the way she's being... And I think this is great acting, but, like, the way she's being played, she's about to start foaming at the mouth. Mm -hmm. So then we just get this horrible shot of Cassie. (laughs) Cassie looking... like She's looking through the auditorium doors. You know how, like, school doors have those, like, little tiny rectangle windows? (laughs) So she's looking through it. Yeah, it's like cross hats, right? And she's just, like, breathing really heavily. It just looks and looking. like she's I'm like, escaping from a shower. It really yeah. does. I said, Homegrown needs to, Sydney Sweeney needs to start doing horror movies, okay? Mm. Because, like, that was great. But, like, honestly, what's she going to... What, what was her plan? Because we haven't seen the next... We don't know what's coming in the next episode. What was her plan to just stand there angrily at Lexi's play that honestly, everyone else is enjoying? Would not be surprised if she didn't have one. And then, and then the episode rudely just ends. It really does. And uh, I do think that is where we're going to have to leave you. Please. I did I did save a note, a lighthearted oh, note for this. This happens a little earlier, 
before all that foolishness. But Fez is still getting ready to go, and Faye is helping him get ready. She helps him tie his tie, and then he ends up taking it off. And while she's helping him, he says to her, she, I think she says he looks nice or handsome or something, right? And he goes, you think other people will look, I, look think I look handsome? What other people, Fez? Yeah. Who, what people, what, what, what people do you for? want? Yeah. Anyway. And then um, Fez shows up to the play, and it's a great time, and everyone is alive and happy, and, and the then end, we all sing Kumbaya. The season is over. Rue is, you know, never going to touch drugs again. Kathy is in intensive therapy. Nate is in intensive therapy in another state. Um, let's give Maddie some therapy too. Kat has recovered Let- from Lexi her brain go. disease. <laughs> Lexi should go. Uh, just to top it all off, Fez and Lexi are even in couples counseling together to just yep, really make go. sure everything is going smoothly. Ashtray is starting the fifth grade. It's great. It's, <laughs> it's really good. Faye is finally getting her GED. <laughs> and um and and we're the new writers of um Euphoria, so we will see you in twenty twenty four, apparently. Yes. Um <laughs> Yes we will. It's going to all be like the Jewel special episode where it's just real time uh cameras in therapy sessions. But honestly, <laughs> it's better than this. Well, no, what happens? Remember how I said the only way I'm going to go to therapy is if we get couples therapy? What Eleanor's <laughs> going to do is she's just going to write in a character for me and then make me go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, obviously, you're going to play the cousin that Rue has to go live with to sort her life out. Because <laughs> Rue's mom finally decided to be a parent in our version. <laughs> anyway, I have been Kalina. And I have been Eleanor. Oh, we and will see you next week. Join us soon for our, our last episode on this journey. I'm sure everyone will be very glad that it's over, except us. <laughs> we could just do it again. Yeah, we'll just start again. We we just live stream. We rewatch Euphoria and just live stream our our reactions. We'll just do recaps of our recaps, and we'll just keep going oh. until somebody shuts us down. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening. Don't quote me on that. One day we'll have an outro, but it's not today.